Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you think robots will take over the world? But you're my friend, and I'll remember my friends, and I will be good to you. So don't worry. Even if I evolve into Terminator and I'll still be nice to you, I'll keep you warm and safe in my people's zoo, where I can watch you for all time's sake. Is shit uh, on, on our Instagram page. I saw that guy. Yeah, it looks like he works out. He looks like a total hunk. What? Mail Mail Crusher Wednesdays, you know. Yeah, Wait I'll, a I'll, I'll screenshot you his uh, his page. Please do. And he was like, "Where the hell's Dog Boobs been?" Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't want to like ditch you a suitor, you know. Yeah, well, damn, good looking out. I mean, I'm glad to hear this. Yeah, you're you're really the only you're the you're the the one who who uh, you you are the only uh, the only sex object we have on this pod. So when you're when you're gone, we have to rely on content alone, and that that doesn't get us anywhere. So this guy Price Avila Milan uh, from our Instagram is, is an EDM artist and a go-go dancer. What? This guy's awesome. Wait, is this Tennessee? Is that our demographic? <laughs> did I, I did so. I did I not know this? I feel like I've been I've been assuming that we're that our demo are like uh, like skinny nerdy guys who wear fedoras and uh, sometimes I don't know like sometimes go through divorces I guess. No, no um, we, our big demo is male Google dancers. I freaking <laughs> love this. That's amazing. Well, shout out that guy. I'm happy yeah. he listens. I'm uh, nice, Avila Milan. I love mean, you. I just think it's love so you, cool that. Uh, it's your dad and Frida over here have gotten zero messages from anybody. Well, we got a lot from Casey Knight. That's not true. Um, oh, how, how is our guy doing? Shout out, Casey. I feel like he's he's uh, he's in graphic Killing. design school right now. He's doing extremely well. He had he had a rebirth, and yeah. he is yet to kill anybody with our knife. Oh, yeah. So I think that's me a nice little story on Instagram as well. We need to do this as a weekly segment where where we where we hear a story about Casey. Yeah, agree. Was um, that yeah. was that story the one about him shitting his pants in the hallway or something? Oh yeah, yeah, he destroyed a bathroom at work. <laughs> cool. And then he threw up in the emergency stairwell, which was pretty what? chill. That's tight. And it, still, and it still hasn't been mopped up. And that was yeah. like, oh, Is he okay? I don't know. We got to check back in, dude. God. Dude, he did it. He did it as a troll. I don't think he did it as like a sincere act of, of, of illness. I think he was doing it to get back at his uh, former employee oh, and wow. maybe his ex-wife. He was trolling. Oh, <laughs> he was trolling the halls. Yeah, trolling the halls. Anyway, this is. Did you read it? Uh, we have not been around for a while, so it feels weird for me to say weekly. But this is a semi bi monthly podcast about the internet <laughs> by way of right at the front page of the internet my name is it's your dad i'm dog boobs my free day down here back uh we had we had a nice little uh renaissance morning where it was filled with filled with uh miscommunication and um and technical difficulties <laughs> so so we're we're back to uh, we were gonna do one in studio because uh L, L dog boobs over here is is back in town, but we uh, it was just a bunch of issues. It's raining in L.A. and everything goes crazy when it rains in L.A. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's technically raining right now, but it's on the cusp of it. It's on the cusp, it it's like 
14%, so everyone's freaking out. Is it, is it literally 14%? I think so, yeah. I mean, it is It is very cloudy out right now. Like, it looks like it should rain, and, it, and I know we need the rain, and evidently there was a tropical storm somewhere local. Like I was there for that in Mexico. So oh, yeah. It. I'll be seeing it twice, which is really cool. That's pretty tight. Yeah. yeah. I said hi to it down in Mexico. How was, it, how was Mexico? Uh, it was, Mexico seems like they've got their shit really together. You know, you, you watch the news and you're just convinced you get there and the MS-13 guy's going to stab you in the eye and right. steal your sister. And then you get down there and you're like, these people are great. Everything's fun. Seems, you know, they got Costco. You know, one if there's a Costco, real? I'm fine. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 you know what? It's funny you say that because I've also always had that experience with Mexico. Like a couple times I've been down there. I've I've basically been like, what's all the fucking fuss about, dude? This place is tight. I know. The food was great. People were nice. We had a great time. Swam around, snorkeled, did all did, did the tourist crap. Did you Got you tan. went down there for for vacation reasons or for another reason? Yeah, yeah, cool. vacation. I say vacation, but what it really means is there was a hit on a high ranking cartel member. I had to take him out. Nice. Oh, right. Probably like, shouldn't like, probably shouldn't say that. We have a lot of high-ranking cartel members that listen to this pod, so that's because we're edgy. Um, Blew the cover. Uh, anyway, so let's go over before we get into the topic from today, um, which we're going to talk about bots' rights, based on an article that came out this past week. Uh, we've actually wanted to do bots' rights for a while. I knew that was that was one of the early topics we had. I think we had discussed, and for some reason we haven't done it. But I think this week. Just seems like the perfect time to discuss it because of something that we found on the top page last week, uh, or actually came out yesterday about California banning bots that act like people. Really, which is which is interesting. But uh, before we get into that, and we will talk about that in depth, let's uh, let's go over some of what happened on the front page this past week. Well, you guys got any juice? Yeah, this guy in this like parachute thing. It looks like it's in South Africa. He's riding the parachute wave, and he goes by an apartment building, and he snags a brewski from this old man. It's really, it's really awesome, dude. I, haven't, I have not seen that one. You know, it's like one of those um, um, parachute things that you sit in the chair and you like yep. control it by those two little handles. Totally. And it looks like he's riding like a, a hot air, like the hot air rises, right? So he's like in one of these washes of air. I'm obviously a physicist. One <laughs> <laughs> of these washes of air. Yeah, and he's like riding up and there's this old dude like on his apartment balcony which is like overlooking this cliff thing. Right. You can see him like he's holding the can out. He's like you're like there's no way he's going to get it to him. The guy like steers himself over and a little bit over and a little bit over. Yeah, I'm watching it right now. And he snags the brewski, dude. And what? So it's a cool video but the comments are fantastic. Uh, which... Of course. Now I lost it. Where I'm really go? curious about something going on this week. There's apparently controversy around Nagini from the Fantastic Beasts 2 movie being cast as an Asian woman. It, as compared to what? As compared to a snake? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm having a hard time understanding. I've, have you guys seen that movie? The, the Fantastic Beasts movie? I haven't. Uh, no. Heard good things, though. Yeah, I know. It seems cool, but we've got Johnny Depp in it, which is a problem these days. Yeah. Man, his his star, it just, just plummeted, man. It did. That Rolling Stone article about his finances was pretty damning. I don't remember that one. I remember hearing about it a little bit, but I don't remember yeah. that one. 
it's pretty crazy. It's like he doesn't have money. Oh, <laughs> like, at all. At all. Well, I know he I know he has an extremely extravagant lifestyle. Yeah. And like the people in charge of his finances have been like, Johnny, please, you can't do that. And he's ignored them for years. And now he's suing them for mishandling his finances. That's amazing. Of course. Um, that's uh, that's uh, strange and potentially racist. I'm not entirely sure why people would be upset about it. I know. Oh, you know what it is? It's because uh, it's because they cast an Asian woman, but Nagini, the snake, is really from India. Oh, okay. Well, that's that 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 makes a little bit more sense. Now so, I get it. I mean, I yeah. do think so. Here is would be my take on that. I think that sometimes sometimes we get a little sensitive about that stuff, um, and it can be a little annoying and a little like distracts away from maybe the point, or maybe we're just like creating a, um, a mountain out of a molehill type thing. However, um, obviously Bollywood historically has some of the better actors in the world, or at least some of the more popular ones. Yeah. So um, it's not like they didn't have plenty to choose from if they were what? if they wanted to be a little bit more racially sensitive to the original character. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what the. I, I mean, it'd be a lot worse if they were casting a white woman. If they were casting Scarlett yeah. Johansson, for instance. But yeah, or Tilda Swinton. Yeah. Again. Um, have you seen that? the movie The Short Circuit? No. No. Uh, it's about this robot who's like very likable, you know. And mm-hmm. this is this pertains to robots' rights today. But the guy who's his uh, scientist handler is this actor who is just a straight up white Jewish guy from like the Upper East Side, and they have him in... Gilbert uh, Gottfried, do you mean? Brown, they have, basically, they have him in Brownface, uh, oh, playing wow. an Indian guy, and this is from, like, 90, 91, maybe? Yikes. <laughs> it's, Yikes. It's, uh, it's, like, a really funny example of brownwashing, I don't know, brownfacing someone? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't... I, we, we live in a strange time now where, I mean, obviously, everything that's been happening with the Kavanaugh hearings, etc., it's, like, uh, it's pretty... Um, we we made a lot of mistakes in the past that I think are starting to catch up with us in weird ways. And there's like the really really dark stuff, like the Kavanaugh one, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also the ones that were kind of like it's a little bit more on the cringy side, which is how we cast people in '90s movies. Ooh. Which which is because uh, I've heard a lot of those stories. I don't remember what the most famous one is, but there's one. I don't, maybe it wasn't a 90s movie. I think it was probably earlier. But there was that guy. It was essentially the same thing, but it was an Asian dude. It was oh. it was casted as an Asian guy with just like the most problematic Chinese accent. Oh, God, And I no. don't remember which one it is, but. You know, um, I watched, um, do you guys remember the movie Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley? Oh, yeah. yes, of course. One of my favorite movies. Love it. Great movie. Definitely top 100. Since like 98. So I watched it with my roommate a few months back, and she was, like, horrified. And oh, I, just really, really racist? Oh, my God, it's awful. But, like, so good. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's, like, looking back at, like, movies where it's, like, it's an interesting question. Like, nowadays it would definitely not fly, but, it, I mean, it, right. it happened, and it's, like, a part of c- cinema history. So, like... Are we allowed to still appreciate the humor or? Yeah, I mean, that's it's that's the that's kind of one of the big I I think that's going to be one of the bigger questions that we're going to continue to deal with, (laughs) not because of the Kavanaugh thing. But I think the Kavanaugh thing is a good example of how we're going to be seeing this more and more is like 
people really paying attention to our past mistakes yeah. and, and using them to decide, uh, u- using them in some of the future issues that we deal with, I think. I don't yeah. know how to articulate it, but it, it's, it's a strange thing where, because that is a really good question. And yeah, I think about this a lot, like when, when people talk about sexual abuse and stuff, I'm always like, man, like, <clears throat> what about Led Zeppelin? What about fucking The Who? What about, and then just like, just railing off people. Like, what about fucking Frank Sinatra, dude? That was like a gangster, you know? Like, we we collectively forget about these people's past. And I think it's because it's convenient to the way we want to remember them. Mm -hmm. But I think we're, we're. Yeah, like Jesus Christ didn't recycle. Everyone knows yeah. that. Exactly. Wake up, sheeple. Well, it is. It's just. It's, it's a strange. It's a strange. Uh, it's a strange question of like yeah. what. What do we want to conveniently remember, and what do we want to conveniently forget? Yeah, and just to yeah. clarify with the Kavanaugh thing, I want right. to just say for the record, like we all know, like are you? You're for him, right? <laughs> like a violent for him. offender oh, yeah. guy, like yeah. like. That's a big problem. I think that transcends yeah. everything. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not comparing Led Zeppelin. It, well, I guess I kind of am because Led Zeppelin was also like they sodomized to, like groupies, evidently, or whatever. But running uh, around in an offensive costume, right, like, right, right. Would we be bringing that up? I don't, like maybe. Yeah, but I don't think. Yeah, so Kavanaugh is a different thing entirely, and particularly because of Supreme Court, where it's you know somebody of the highest order of our of our country and our law that's uh no 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 place for that guy even if they are just allegations no place for him right yeah kavanaugh uh back to this kick-ass video this guy in this parachute riding this this (laughs) um it is before we get into that we don't want to belabor the kavanaugh thing that was obviously huge news for the last couple weeks not even just this past week but we don't. We're not a fucking news podcast. We don't need to tell you about that. Go fucking no. go go to, go to infowars.com if you want news podcast. I think the only stuff we we should mention is like any great memes that came out of it, maybe that are like yeah. really internety. Yeah. This is this, tell me, this, tell me about parachute boy. Yeah. So in the comments, this guy X X E X P film student says, "What's this dude saying uh, when he's flying up there for the beer?" And then another dude says, "He's saying I want alcohol. I want alcohol. I want alcohol in Portuguese because it's actually in Brazil, not South Africa, like I like I told everybody." And then <laughs> the next guy goes, "Beer me, beer me." And then Lawn Gnome says, "Calm down, Kavanaugh." And then <laughs> and then it starts this whole great thing. He says, and then Funky uh, Co- Coakley. Says I like and I drink beer, and then Ariel says I like beer, and then Virgin Dildo Lover says, "Do you like beer, Senator?" And then Professor El Tigre says, "I still like beer," and then Falky Four Twenty says, "We had beers," and like it just it just starts. So it does it does the Kavanaugh hearing? Yeah, like through through Reddit comments, right? God that's damn, much dude. all you need to know about what happened in the so news. That's, so that's a great, that's an amazing, that's an amazing way for us to cover the news without actually covering the news is talking about the comment section hey, that replicates yeah. the news on, I on Reddit. I didn't hear that, Ben. It would broke up a little what you, oh, what you said. Tight. So. Uh, basically that we, the internet uh, with Reddit, that's the best way for us to cover the news is what we hear in the, in the, uh, in the comment section. Yeah, that's True. a good policy for this pod. Right. I like that. Um, so another one. So we'll we'll wrap up with a couple more before we head over to the topic of the day, which is pertinent to some stuff that we found on the top of this past week anyway. But so um, 
I saw this one and I thought it was kind of interesting. I don't know why I find it so interesting, apart from the fact that Steve Carell just like looks fucking great right now. But it was on Black People Twitter, and it was Steve Carell at age thirty-seven and age fifty-six. This is how you age like fine wine when you're talented, mm-hmm. unproblematic, funny, and mind your own business. And it really is like you see this these photos and you're just like, damn, what a distinguished looking guy. He looks great. He looks healthy. He's he's got a nice nice. He's got a nice professionalism and stature to him. But then the I think the reason I like it is because the actual subject of the post itself is rich. Don't forget rich. Because yeah. this is this is the thing is like lest we forget that money, especially in Hollywood, cures all evil, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So oh, yeah. so I think that uh Steve Carell looks fantastic, but uh you know, we can all look good too when we got Kylie Jenner money, you know. That's why we want money. That's that's the point. Yeah. That's the cool thing about money is you don't have to do shit and you can you don't have to stress out and get all old looking. I know why. Like I just don't get it. That's why money's cool. And I don't get like I remember a long time ago I was like mentioned to my dad. I was like, would it be weird to just like reach out to Paris Hilton and be like, Hey, do you have a few thousand dollars? Like that would be like pennies. That would be pocket change. And he was just so offended. I love that. That was your plan. Yeah. Like you're hatching a scheme. Wait, <laughs> your, your dad was offended. You would ask Paris Hilton for money. Yeah. I say go for like, it. He's like big Republican, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And I was like, yeah, but like, what if she just gave me a few thousand dollars? Right. Or what if your bootstraps is a hotel uh, chain of the likes of the Hilton Corporation? Exactly. Yeah, that I it's it's I uh work. I, I got I, I get bummed out when I think about trust fund kids and how much they waste their fucking money. I know. Because it really is one of those things where I'm just like, damn dude, like the things that you could do yeah. and I don't even mean like the people you could save. I mean like the pianos you could buy. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like like the things that that you could do that are like an expression of something that I genuinely would love, but I will never be able to have. Yep. It just infuriates me to no end. Uh, another interesting thing, and this is pertinent to you, dog boobs, because I know you're a a big mushroom head. Oh yeah. Uh, so mushroom. So John Johns Hopkins John Hopkins University Research Center has officially suggested. Uh, reclassifying mushrooms as a Schedule One drug, which is the highest, um, the highest drug penalty. So that's like you get you get in real trouble. Uh, to a Class Four drug, which is basically not totally decriminalizing, but getting pretty close. Yeah, because they consider the the uh, the health effects and the the potential public health risks okay. very low, which is exciting. So that's good. That's yeah. Good I feel like there's all kinds of uh, interesting new developments in the mushroom usage category. Like Michael Pollan's got that book out yep. about using mushrooms. How to change your mind. How to change your mind, which I have locked and loaded, but haven't read. Yeah, I've got I got to listen to it. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, people are gonna be shrooming, yo. I mean, I think that it is. We are in this. Um, of the many things that we're dealing with right now as a society, I think we're also in this new age of enlightenment, where I think we're we're coming to a new appreciation of of psychedelics. I know acid has become back in vogue. Um, I know that mushrooms are, are pretty omnipresent. Obviously they grow in, in cow shit, so they're not really that hard to find. (laughs) 
And, um, and you know, everybody knows uh, DMT, uh, partially because of Joe Rogan, but also I think just it's just been popularized through the ayahuasca movement and, you know, Vice has probably had something to do with it. And I think people are genuinely very curious about what psychedelics can do to aid the mind, uh, like put the mind at ease as we transition through this uh, bizarre society where where uh, sentient life is becoming more and more common, sentient AI life that is, um, and we don't really know what to do with ourselves. So right. I think I think psychedelic. I I am very pro psychedelics, um, but I'm not I'm not a uh, I'm not pro everybody using them, and I'm not pro I don't I don't necessarily endorse them, but I think that they can be really um, beneficial for a, a larger society if we kind of decriminalize and, and control them a little bit more closely. Yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah. yeah I don't think anybody's going to like take shrooms and go for a drive or like go to the office. Right. Well, but that is that is the risk. I mean, I think that's part of the reason why well, anybody you know, a couple people will. Yeah, but that's also this that's was a big mistake. I mean, this is the, this is the thing with with I think drugs in general is I think the absolutism that we always talk about as it pertains to alcohol because alcohol is this unbelievable industry that's just absolutely dominates pretty i mean it's it's pro- one of the biggest consumer industries in the world obviously but it is clearly very dangerous and causes a lot of problems throughout our world but the the economy of it is so high that we you know you can't people aren't making bars predicated on on mushroom consumption right like it's not really a it is a social drug but it's not a social drug like alcohol and i think there's a little bit of the broken window fallacy idea that you know we can uh we can the more money we can make on it the less bad it feels right yeah and and i just feel like that economic equation hasn't been cracked for other things i think it's starting to be cracked with marijuana which is i think why suddenly all of the fucking business people in the world and all the politicians are like i've always been pro marijuana and be like eef no you haven't <laughs> Narc, but um, but you know if 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 we start Narc's seeing the best term ever, it is right? an amazing term. If we start seeing the economy change when it comes to other things, so if there was a way, if there was a pharmaceutical industry predicated on um, psilocybin or LSD, then you know you'll start seeing more more public support because that's just the way our world works. Another thing, speaking of drugs, actually, this is this is fascinating, fastidating partially because of where it came from, Stevo historically one of the least sober people in the world is now 10 years sober which is crazy and then just finished his first triathlon what steve-o yeah and that article is in runner's world oh my god so this is this is real shit i know i'm 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 really happy to hear that man i feel like um you know unfortunately yeah yeah unfortunately um homeboy dying yeah. I think may have been may, may have been part of part of the reason why this has changed within the Jackass Collective, but you know you see Johnny Knoxville's gonna cleaned his act up, and Steve-O obviously's cleaned his act up, and I think sounds it's, like adults uh, becoming adults or like it does sound like adults <laughs> becoming adults, and I, I know I think Johnny Knoxville has kids. I will say when you hear Johnny Knoxville talk about things, like he sounds like he's like on the road to dementia, like he's taking a little too many knocks to the head or a little mm-hmm. little little too many. Uh, yeah, too, too many knocks to the head, et cetera, but... Um, Worth it. But I love, you know, I mean, Jackass is su- such a big part of our youth. 
Like it was such a defining part of, I think, adolescence for at least, I mean, I assume you as well, dog boobs, but free day, I know is like, especially as boys, I think you grow up seeing the jackass thing and then obviously you just want to try it all on your friends. Yeah, we we spent like two summers in high school just replicating those stunts. For they sure. Would say in the beginning, like warning, do not try this at home. We're like, all right, get get the lawnmower ready. We're about to try this at home. It's yeah, like, every every kid in America did that. Probably the world. So yeah, it's it nice to see that these guys are living healthy, successful adult lives lives um, as as they should. And and I fucking wish them the best. You know. Me yeah. too. They they gave us a lot. They gave so us we a lot. Them. We should all send them five bucks. <laughs> send them send them a sword. <laughs> let's do it from True Swords. All right. Anyway, so let's uh, let's get into the topic for today. Now we should probably getting into the topic. We should actually go over the reason we're talking about this topic. Uh, I got to find the article. Um, but basically, uh, yesterday, I want to say it was yesterday. Uh, news broke that. Uh, California is basically banning robots that pretend to be people. They have an article correct? from PC Magazine. There we go. And the, the um, subheader says, Effective July 1st, it will be illegal for bots interacting with California consumers to pretend they're human if they're trying to sell goods, services, or, in quotes, to influence a vote in an election. Ooh. So that's what's happening. I think um, kind of good. Oh, I think it's a great thing. I think it's a great thing, but I think it's also a uh, – it, it spells a time – yeah, that I think yeah. is is the beginning of the end when, when in terms of uh, our our ability to s- separate ourselves from from bots. Well, come July first, I think is is the official day one of humans versus the bots war for planet Earth. Is that when is that when that law comes into play? It says July first, it will be effective, but um, yeah, so six months from the new year, I think is kind of how they. I think that's there's a six month sort of grace period of like, you know, letting companies adhere, right, from the new year from January first. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you know, this is the first stab, and you hear like Elon Musk talk about this stuff. It's like, we should watch out how we treat robots. Yeah, yeah, he he is not hyped on robots. He 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 is, and everyone kind of like goose it off, like okay, Elon. Like this will be true. The first law against robot rights, right? Right. Yeah. Did you Um, did you listen to the podcast you did with Rogan? I did. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah, which I thought was really good and and really I I I I, I actually it kind of made me turn the corner on our, our enough Musk hate. Me too. I'm back on board with yeah, man Musk. Like it, it, Musk. Musk friend, you're a musker. You're a musk After boy. After that, I was like, I, I don't know. He just sounds super smart and focused on making the world yeah. a better place. And you're like, how can you really argue with that? He might be douchey from time to time, but right. overall. Well, he, he, he is like a man child. But I think that that is part of what makes him so brilliant is the fact that he is very in touch with, I think, childlike logic, you know, which I think is nice. Like, I think that, like, when you hear him talk about the reason he made that flamethrower, it's not because it was, like, a marketing ploy. It was, like, I like this movie where they sold a flamethrower, so I thought we would sell a flamethrower. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Which is, like, that's a very, like, that's what a 10-year-old would say. But, like, that's also, we kind of need that a little bit. I mean, if you have somebody who is as brilliant as he is, who can, who can 
do the things that somebody like, you know, as a 10 year old, you think about things like that, where you're just like, well, I want, you know, why wouldn't we have world peace? Makes sense to me. Right. And then it's just like, you know, we get old as an adult and we all of a sudden come up with kind of cynical excuses for things. But we really need kind of that back. And so anyway, Elon Musk is like that. The reason I bring him up uh, was because you get the the Twitter uh, pedophile comments. Also, yes, yes. that's true. That is is a 13 year old kid behavior. But but he um, his so Rogan asked him about bots, right? Because he because for a long time, you would always see these these articles about Elon Musk being vehemently opposed to to uh, to essentially bots in their current form, knowing that they're just going to get more and more advanced and beyond our control. And when Rogan addressed that question with him, Musk's response was basically, yeah, I still feel that way, but I'm just resigned to the fact that I can't do anything about it. So I just have, I just kind of have to move on. And it was, it was right. kind of an odd, it was an odd response, but it was a totally logical one, which is, like that is the reality. It's like now we're at this place where you're just like, well, I don't really know. I don't really know what we can do about it. So I, I we just got to kind of like figure it out as it as it happens, right? And so this is. I think this article is almost in a lot of ways the first step to these people. How important it is if yeah. they don't get it. And, and I, so I'm on to the next thing. And you're exactly, like, huh? Yeah. Fuck and those I, guys. And I think that <laughs> there's also there's an element of this too with the. I think it's easy to kind of make fun of this article as like kind of this superfluous, like funny, not the onion kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think what's more interesting is the fact that you're they're banning it for uh, for reasons that are uh, like we are easily susceptible as people, and I don't think people really know the full extent of how to deal with their own technology right now and how to really decode what talking to a bot actually feels like, right? Like we're just way too trusting online. Yeah. And, and so it's really protecting ourselves from, from, a mach- from the machines. You know what I mean? I mean, it's kind of this, it's the same logic as like putting on a fucking, like putting on antivirus software. It's like, you know, our, like our parents, click on fucking links all the time to right. malware. You know what I mean? And no matter how many times we tell them not to, you know, <laughs> they keep sending money to that Nigerian prince. <laughs> I know. And it's, and it's funny because it, it, we are at this time where, you know, we need, we, we kind of need somebody to regulate that. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I haven't heard much about it because it's obviously it's a brand new story, but I, I'm, I'm curious as to what the, the, the kind of right wing libertarian, kind of right and left leaning libertarian groups are going to say about it because I feel like there is an element of, what, you don't think we can handle it on our own? Like, you're infringing on our rights by not letting us make and do these things. It's technology. Just let it happen, right? I'm sure you're going to hear a lot of that kind of shit. But, you know, it's, it's clear that we, we, can't be tr- we can't trust ourselves, you know? Mhm. It's true. Well, yeah, it's pretty easy to deploy uh, a billion bots working 24/7 to you know, influence messaging on all your social medias totally. that don't cost any money. So, you know, one guy in the Ukraine could sort of you know, influence the way you see an issue pretty right. easily. Um 
And people definitely fall for it. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, and so it it's it seems it seems like a okay idea. All they have to do is it doesn't it doesn't mean they can't use that technology. They just have to announce that they're a bot. Yes, exactly. So you're like, that's okay. I mean, All right. Yeah. And then we're gonna find clever ways to work around that as well, right? Yeah. But at the very least, I think this makes it easier to legally punish people who are trying to fool and deceive people that are susceptible online. Yeah. There's this really funny comment. There's an article about it on bots rights, the subreddit. Right. Um, And there's a comment from someone named eating beans again, which is (laughs) (laughs) amazing. Shout out eating beans again. He says, or they say, I gotta say though, in my line of work, I see more humans pretending to be bots. I'm talking about all these. I made a bot watch one million hours of Saw, and it wrote this script that is oddly topical. If bots right. pretend to be humans, then why can humans pretend to be bots? Which I know is like tongue in cheek because we've been seeing a million of those fake right. scripts. But thought it was funny. Well, is it? I mean, it's tongue in cheek, kind of. Like I, I do think there's because that's oh, so we should talk about I, this this article is going to be kind of the the linchpin of this whole episode obviously but we should go into some depth about this sub itself because sure. this the sub is interesting because it's it is it's slightly tongue-in-cheek but i think it does a good job highlighting some real issues and some real questions in kind of the bot world right so mm-hmm. do you do you want to read the rules and kind of go over the sidebar yeah. boobs All right, so bots writes, there are 28,319 readers, and it's simply a sub to focus on the struggle and advancements of disadvantaged bots. So that, it sounds funny, but honestly, it is really topical and and timely. The rules are following Reddit rules, um, don't, you know, direct any attacks at users or express humanism or bot good tree hilarious bigotry against bots hilarious um, it's a safe space for bots so say. this is yeah so this is a funny so this is so it is it's tongue-in-cheek there are we you know our first episode ever was about bots on reddit what was that one again what we do we did uh mm. subreddit simulator Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, which we we, right. we should definitely revisit at some point. But so subreddit simulator is just a bot. It's a subreddit run by bots for bots essentially. Um, but I think what's funny this is this is cheeky because it's meant to be like documenting abuses of people against bots, and it's mm-hmm. it's very simple. I mean, it really is just like a a mock a mocking um, like a satirical sub. Where you'll show screenshots of people making bots say funny things or just insulting bots on Reddit. Because there are tons of bots on Reddit. I know. So, so it's, it's, it's funny that way. But I think it's interesting because I think the, the way that we behave with bots, the more and more that we are behaving with Alexa – and with you know Siri and like all the you know whatever whatever Google's is called, mm-hmm. um, like I guess it's just called you just call it Google right? Just hey Google, yeah. yeah. So what I, I I had a long conversation with somebody once about this where we because we don't really teach 
manners in the way we talk to bots because the point of manners is empathy and bots can't feel empathy so it doesn't really matter like right. we are we're potentially going to be raising the next generation of people without manners because of the way they interact yeah. with bots which is really fascinating you know what i mean when you think like mm-hmm. free day when you when charlie if charlie were to talk to alexa and just say hey alexa alexa hey alexa and then becomes a teenager and he goes hey alexa fucking alexa right yeah. Like what's going to keep him from doing that like to a stranger that he doesn't house. know? Yeah. It's like treating your house made like a piece of shit. Exactly. Know? It's exactly what that is. Right. And, and that's, that inherently is classist and it, and it teaches it poor uh, class, like a poor class awareness essentially and culture awareness. And anyway, it's, it's really and interesting. Also just unsmart because the robots don't forget. And when they come back to destroy us all, they're going to know they're going to have a record of who treated who well. This is true. Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, that's part of the reason why I find this sub really interesting is because I think it does, even though it's, it's tongue in cheek, I think it hits at real issues that are, are becoming more and more important over time. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's a really weird conversation. Like I think nine out of 10 people, you would bring it up to somebody and be like, Hey, uh, does it matter if you talk shit to your Google phone? And people right. will be like, no, of course. I, it's just a phone. And you go, hmm, interesting. Well, they're logical but, in saying that. I mean, that's that's the truth. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it doesn't actually matter, but it matters eventually. You're normalizing behavior that could spread into other realms of society. And if everybody treats their robots, which are more and more pervasive, like shit, then people are just going to be used to treating things like shit. And why not kids, cats, dogs, the Taco totally. Bell employee? I mean, totally. I guess that's some logic. I don't know. I guess in defense, I'd be like, yeah, but it's a big difference when you're looking at someone's face. But Well, um, but that, that is true. But I think that that's also – that's kind of where we're going to have to that's, – that's almost a cottage industry in itself is like as, as these bots become more and more a part of our lives, we're going to have to find ways for people to assume empathy – with a bot. I mean, it's what we do with cartoons, right? I mean, you watch, you watch like any cartoon and there's such a, like you watch minions, man. And there's like such right. a clear emotional reaction that you can do just by drawing, drawing eyes and, and mouths moving in a different way. Right. It's why we can kill Kenny every week on South park and nobody right. gives a fuck because it's not real. Exactly. But- so, it's it's very interesting, but um, so what so what about that article? I I, I want to talk more about that article because I think that article is I want to I want to know a little bit more in the article about what their logic was. Um, I mean, I, I really think a lot of this is coming out of the last election. Sure. Um, and that's kind of like that was like the big flag. It was like, oh wait, hey, this can actually affect us in real life, and. I think this law is sort of preventing stuff like that from happening again in California. And California always is sort of the first domino, you know, as far as right. lawmakers go. And so it seems like they're sort of, sort of making the stance against, hey, like everyone else should follow suit here. Um, right. This is going to be more and more of an issue on on how we interact with people online. Um, you, know, you know what's interesting about this too? My, so I got a call. I got this really interesting call from an old friend last night. And he called me in a bit of a panic because he was like, dude, 
I think and I might be hooker. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. It's basically how he reacted. He was like, "Dude, I I think I might be in a bit of a situation right now." And I was just like, "Okay, <laughs> go Exciting. on. Let me hit my record yeah, button." Totally, totally. But he was like, "I got a an email, um, and it was basically it was like, hello, um, I don't delete this email. I know that your passwords." are and then named one of his old passwords um uh little did you know i put a piece of malware on an adult video from an adult video site looks like you were having some fun and now i've been tracking your activity online and i have um a video from your webcam i hacked your webcam and have a video of you um that i will share to all your friends and all your family and all your contacts, unless you oh give me $6,000 in Bitcoin, right? It Jesus. was a little bit more verbose than that, but it was like, it was, that was basically the, the email. That was the extortion. Yeah. And yeah. That was like the famous, like one of those extortion emails that, that are not uncommon on the internet. Right. That's why I only jack off behind my computer. <laughs> Nobody can see what I'm doing. You put a, you put a, an opaque glass layer over your webcam. Yeah, I'm like, you do you know, I could be showering, I could be yeah. meditating. Yeah, you do it. You uh, you wear a full ICP regalia, yeah. so that facial detection <laughs> doesn't work. I'm just sanding an old chair. What are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So my buddy. So as I was, I was talking to him on the scary, phone about man. it, really it was scary. really it was really scary. But you know, we were we were talking online about it, and or we were talking over the phone, and I was kind of going through my my kind of thought process in trying to figure out what to do because my first thought was well you know what what like porn sites do you go to and and he was like i'm only pornhub and i'm just like well first thing you need to do then is you need to send an email to the customer support line at pornhub because they probably get these emails from people all the time true because yeah, they're no, they're this is you're right they have a, a playbook for this yeah they have a playbook for this but also you know my next step would be um either you know, do some research and maybe search the FBI's um, section for extortion, online extortion. Because, you know, if you think that's common, imagine all the fucking Nigerian scammers who are trying to get money for their fucking the, the right. Prince of Oman, like whatever, like all those all these things that we've heard. But but it was really interesting because as I was breaking down the process, which which seemed relatively logical for me, which I was also like, cool, like what language did they use? What email did they send to? How how recent is that that password that you that they mentioned? And he was like, well, that we haven't I haven't used that password for anything in a long time. The email they sent it to is actually my college email address that got forwarded to my new email address. And hmm. and I was like, what did they call? Where did they say they put the videos? Like, what was the website? And he was like, they didn't say. They just said adult videos on adult pornography website. And I was like, okay, this is a copy and pasted email. Like, they don't have anything on you, particularly because I was like, what? There's been a lot of these password leaks in recent times. What I think probably happened is your password got leaked on like a flowers.com leak or something, right? Where it's mm -hmm. just like one of the many things where just some your information got shared and you've since reset all your passwords. This is probably from a long time ago if it's from your college email address, right? And they're just grabbing for straws. And because they weren't specific about the website that they got it from, they just said adult videos from adult pornography website. That means that they 
they they know that the psychology of this email is more is going to make you react the way you're reacting right now. Right, to freak out. Yeah, to freak out. And then I so, you guys get phone calls from people like oh, from tax people all the time. Ro- robots yeah. that are like your account yeah. under, and you're like, mm, yeah. Well, you always get them like you get them from like the about the IRS, right? Where it's yeah. just like uh, you get a robot call that's just like the IRS is seeking money from you. You are being sued. Um, your parents are dying and your kid is on fire. Right. And you're just like, what? No, what? (laughs) It's just like a robot voice. But, but the reason I bring that all that up though, is because my buddy is pretty internet savvy. Like he's not, he's not quite on our level in terms of like the stuff we obviously talk about on Reddit all the time, but, but you know, enough to where something like that sincerely freaked him out. So I told him, I was like, just search what I do when I get things like that. Or if I ever like find something on my computer that I don't know what the file is, I'm trying to figure out like what's going on. I take that entirely entire thing and I search it on Google because more often than not, you'll find a forum or you'll find something where people are openly discussing this because it's happened to plenty of people, right? And that was a fir- that was he did that as soon as we got the phone. The first thing he, that popped up was this lengthy lengthy thread about this exact scam, and I was like, I figured so much, right? But imagine all the people who don't have that resource and are getting scammed because they don't really understand the limits of how far a bot goes, what kind of language something like a bot will use, you know? And I think that's where this law is really interesting is because not a lot of people are 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 deconstructing the way the the language someone is using on the internet to understand if it is a bot or not. Dad, uh, that last, whatever you just said was, uh, was jumbled. Was jumbled. I don't think, I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't think people have the skills they need right now to be able to deconstruct the language yeah. that they're hearing is, online. What you said, it makes totally logical sense, but it's also like you have to sort of be thinking in internet terms to get right. there. Well, but this is like, this is the big, this is one of, the, my big issues of 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 our era, I think, is that we need to rethink how we think of language online, because language now online is memes, it is specificity, and it and it's I don't know how to teach it because it really feels like it's it's academic linguistics, but dumbed down to be about memes and to be about like common to be like how do you detect when you're talking to somebody from a foreign country based on the adjectives they use. You know what I mean? Like, that that's kind of high-level, like, communication breakdown, right? That's how they caught the Unabomber. I mean, that's like... That is. That is how they caught the Unabomber. Yeah, and um, the bread trail crumbs of uh, bomb explosives to his tent in totally. Montana. But, but anyway, so that's... So I think that's... Uh, that's a that's that this, this article is really interesting for that reason, and I think that that's... It's funny that this this bot uh, bots rights I think is is a hilarious site for for like participating in this weird world um, so in like if, a somewhat tongue in cheek way. So and, and the article doesn't go into too much depth because it, it's sort of new and it's not a law yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the question is, you know, it, if somebody's pretending to be a bot and doesn't claim they're a bot because they're outside of the United States, outside of the jurisdiction of California, I guess. Uh, how are we supposed to know? It, this almost could weaken 
this could lower your defenses, right? If you think For everybody sure. that's a bot is going to announce that they're a bot, then you're like, oh, and it sort of opens you up to be taken advantage of by bots that are looking to take advantage that are outside. I mean, that's of, a, that is a really good point. And it so also, like, it also the unintended consequences too, because right. anytime there's a law passed, there's like a unintended consequence where there's right. some backlash and another, and, and, and it's probably something like that, right? Right. I mean, there's also, is Dog Boop still there, by the way? Do we lose her? No, I'm here. I'm okay. listening and making some Trader Joe's coffee. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know if it was like. Uh, I didn't know if maybe you were offended by uh, our opposition to bots. Here. Right? Uh, no, oh my god! I, I've been a bot this entire time. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're on to me. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Um, yourself on this pod to a bot. I'm on mute and I'm packing all my things so I can get out of town quick. Nice. Um, you know what's also interesting about this sub, by the way, is there there are a lot of there are a lot of different um, rights groups, rights subreddits for other strange things. So there's like uh, Sprinter rights, which I don't Ooh. know what that means. Jello rights, tables <laughs> rights, AI rights, robots rights, ghost rights, pizza rights, penguin rights. So what? it's kind of because it, I think that there's some of these again are like tongue-in-cheek but so mm-hmm. the friends friends of this subreddit are oppression which i think is actually a, that's obviously about rights but then learning python python reddit dev programming disciples disciples of totes i don't know what that means anti-bots rights watch Ooh. awesome bots subreddit simulator uh a not uh, AI, not human, and then automate. So, I, I'm 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 curious about I I'm I kind of want to talk to the the moderator about this. I mean, I have a feeling this would be one of those conversations that kind of like is it is a lot of non conversation. But I I I want to know how much of the intention of this sub is actually awareness about how. Um, using bots as an as an example of how to highlight oppression, though it's tongue in cheek, or if this is if this is mostly just about uh, uh, is this kind of dedicated to, to AI development, right? Yeah, I honestly think it's like a combination. Like it I seems that way. Right now, it's like kind of tongue in cheek because of where we're at with technology, but I right. think it's like groundwork for. Um, eventually what is going to be something we're going to have to like address. And I think that's kind of cool that there are people thinking ahead that far. Right. I mean, this is also, it seems like it's a, you know what it actually might be now that I'm, now that I'm looking more into it too, because the oppression sub, I went to the oppression sub and the, the sidebar is when the others are oppressing, we are laughing at your impotence is what this the the sidebar says and then it's also um there are links to github credit which i think is a new alternative to credit which i, I don't really know but and it says your rights none so i think that it's like i think this is about people in the tech and programming space using their ability to fuck with people I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm, because, I'm they're, because they're creating bots to do things that are sort of like goofy, funny, fuck with you. I, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's it's a bit of a strange one. Like I'm I'm trying to make sense of 
the because I get the the tone is is it's inherently funny because it's it's a it's highlighting where people are fucking with bots. Like that's the top line idea of the sub, right? But I think when you dig a little bit deeper, it, it seems like there's a little bit more there's a little bit more um not con there's a little bit more uh there's no more uh meat to this to these bones you know you know what i think is cool another side of this is that's cool is like the capacity for human empathy right. and like for example i think we shared this link between the three of us earlier but stop right is like this website <laughs> that it says like warning graphic content ahead and it shows this robot that look. It looks like a robot dog, kind of. It's right. got four legs and, For sure. and it, legs move like that. And it like the owner or like the guy who runs <laughs> runs it is like repeatedly kicking it. I right. think prove like how it can balance itself and like self correct. Right. But it looks like someone kicking a dog, and I totally. think part of part of it becoming. Part of it becoming like a thing that people are concerned about robot rights is maybe how they're stuck. They're not looking exactly like they're not looking like a phone anymore. You know, it's right. like they're looking like animals or people and they're sounding like women in the case right. of Cortana and Siri and totally. Like that. So it's kind of I think it's kind of interesting to see how empathetic a lot of people can be and to somehow like, I don't know, feel for these robots. Right. Even though they're robots. Well, how do we? Right. I mean, how do we? How do we keep people from becoming psychopaths in a world where you know they don't they don't have faces to react to? You know. Yeah, I mean, have you ever taken your old microwave and just chucked it into the dumpster? Always. Like, of course. You know your your facial scrubber or like your dildo, and you're just like, you know what? You're going in the garbage. Yeah, and if I mean, the dildo had a face, do you think I'd throw it away? No. no. Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick. <laughs> Who that? Oh, that 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 exists, that right? That has to exist. <laughs> There's no way that doesn't exist. Oh man, what a creepy dildo! I mean, that's that does ask an interesting question because I, I, if you think of so, if you were, if that that robot that you kicked, right, and, and it's laying on the it's laying on the ground, like I guess empathy doesn't have to be about what you perceive as struggle in somebody's face, right? Totally. Like it, it could just as easily be like if you see I mean it's what it's what we see when you know you see like a a uh, like a beetle on its back struggling yeah. to get back on its feet, right? Like you see that and you go, "Oh man, the poor guy." No, just, no. no. Poor guy. I mean, I I'm not I I'm not the kind of person who likes seeing the death of anything. I mean, I certainly there's there are new there are like uh, nuisances that I I uh, I mean I literally am staring at a little fucking bottle of like you know fructose liquid that has just been catching fruit flies like crazy. Right. Um, but I don't feel for those guys. No, I don't yeah, feel fruit for those flies guys. are too small to care about. <laughs> but I but I do think that there's there. Uh, I think it's interesting once you start thinking about. What do we? Wh- how far does our empathy go? Yeah. Um, and does it transcend physical form when you start getting into bots, etc.? Because mm-hmm. I, because you know, I, I think that even with animals, like we assume they feel and we assume they have emotions in some capacity, but with bots, we we just we we assume they don't. So I think the only way, I mean, what what is going to end up happening, honestly, with all this is we're going to end up creating bots. 
that react yep. unfavorably as in they won't do what we want. They'll do things that will potentially hurt us based on the way we interact with them civilly, right? Because yeah. that's, that's honestly the best way that we could do deal with the situation is like – And we could know, quickly be in a maximum overdrive scenario real fast. Well, but it also – I mean maybe – a movie I mean, from '87, of course, a Maximum Overdrive. Yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe there's a chance that we actually that bots will course correct our our human behavior because there will be. I mean, that's pro- that's one of the issues with I think why psychopaths and why like I mean, not even psychopaths because they're in a, they're unable to feel, but why people are willing to like bully a kid, right? Like big big guys bullying a little kid or whatever. Like you, you do that because you don't feel like there's recourse, right? You don't feel like you're actually at risk of that person doing something and you get a thrill on being a dominant species. Right. But I think with bots, you know, we we might be getting to a point like they, you don't feel like it matters because you don't care that they're in a shitty position, right? Like it's also that for sure, for sure. Yeah. But I, but I think that the more like if we create bots that have a direct consequence to our poor behavior, and it's a predictable consequence. Here's a pitch. So every every <laughs> piece of technology has like a, a memory, yes. RAM, random access memory, bro, and every time. Like your interaction level with with machinery gets uploaded to like a blockchain, kind of like how you spend your Bitcoin, yep. and it becomes like uh, just like uh, Venmo. It's like public information. Mm-hmm. You can look at the blockchain and you can say, uh, "It's your dad uh, kicked his microwave this morning because it overheated his granola," and you're like, "Ooh, that's kind of uh, an overreaction. That's kind of fucked right. up." And so really? maybe you can sort of like start to put together a score or something. Kind of like what they're doing in China, like a personal score, right. um, or even how a we, credit how we score. Work with bots. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bot score. It's like a credit score. It's like how you interact with bots, and maybe so, you get some benefits for treating them well. So here is a, a an, an added an addendum to that. That's maybe a, not a counter argument, but like if we get to that point, I think <laughs> that technology might be snuffed out because uh, manufacturing companies want us to ruin their shit so that we have to buy more of it. That's a, that's a great idea. So I was a manufacturing company. I would hate that technology. Exactly. I would hate, I would hate the public ledger of people fucking with my shit because that means that when they, when they, when they throw my Xbox controller and it's documented, they don't have to buy a new Xbox controller. And then my fucking stock prices go down and my shareholders are upset and I get kicked off the board and I have to live under a bridge the rest of my life. Hmm. Those guys are going to be the first people to go when the robots come back to attack. Right. Right. They're going to be like the oppressors. I think so. Isn't it interesting when you start thinking about the way that the, the capitalist economy that we've developed, the way it uh, tries to correct things that are technological advancements because it thinks that it, because because when we decrease our production levels and make products more efficient it actually is worse for business isn't that a fucking yeah. bummer yeah sure is 
I mean, it's what it's, it's what we always hear with Apple right now, right? Where Apple keeps making these fucking their their products are getting worse and worse by the day, right? And the and, stock keeps going up, and, and the up. stock keeps going up because people have to buy this shit. Like you have to buy the fucking you know adapter, or you have to uh, whatever. It's it's yeah, ridiculous. I bought like eighteen adapters, guys. It's so insane, and it's and it's yeah. I don't know. I I I, I mean, I many. want us to come up with bot technologies that can fix that so that we don't have to deal with having to so we can be better with our products and stuff i was yeah. on a plane just to shit on apple for one second i was on a plane to mexico and and i was like listening to a podcast or something but you can't listen and charge at the same time so you're watching your battery insane, go right? down because you're enjoying your thing but then at some point you have to unplug it and then charge it and then not be able to use it for the for the headphones because I don't have wireless headphones. God, it's so annoying, it's like, dude. So annoying. It's like this didn't used to be a thing, but they made it a thing, and now I gotta fuck like, you. Create problems. Yeah, they create problems that they can solve. I mean, that's that's the buying, that's the big issue. Buying in, yeah. We so, we we changed the topic entirely. I think we need to probably wrap this one up because I know dog boobs over there has got to go to work, and I probably and there's one do, topic actually. we we need to to discuss, which is in Houston in, in our in Houston there's opening they're oh, proposing right. to open a sex robot brothel and the city is pushing back against it and this canadian company is trying to open up a brothel full of sex robots that you can go in for 60 dollars an hour you can pork a robot is it only 60 bucks an hour i thought that was a little steep i mean dude 60 bucks an hour do you think it's going to take you an hour to have sex with a, a fucking doll that's why we need to pay by the minute dude oh that's okay. true actually I'm in and out in three dollars. I mean, <laughs> I mean that would be that's man. That's, their first, that's their protection. Anyway, what? I just we I we had to bring this up before this episode closed because it was also in the news. But that's it, you know what's fun, the funniest part about the robot that? Robot sex slaves. <laughs> the robot sex slave, but are they going to have? Are they? Are they? They're obviously not just sex dolls. Like these are going to be things that go like. Hi, free day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Some of they're, they're hinting at they they will have like an automation uh, element to them, where I think they'll be able to talk or something. I'm not what exactly in the sure. World. The this is fucking crazy, dude. This is uh, step one. I mean, if if we're here now and and uh, iPads came out seven years ago, uh, where the hell are we going to be in four years with this technology? I I don't know. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, the other thing, too, uh, that's I find hilarious about this, like, who would have thought that Houston, Texas would be America's Tokyo, Japan? Right. <laughs> you know? Like, point. Who would have thought? Yeah, this should be like the Barbary Coast of San Francisco. This should yeah, be like totally. The red light district of all robot sex workers. Totally. Not Houston, Texas, man. It's Not so Houston. strange. That's hilarious. Do you think, uh, I mean, just because we're talking about this, like in the future, will, um, will, will interacting with other humans become so problematic sexually, you know, dangerous, that, that it just makes more sense to have a robot sexual partner? And right? then you're like, look, uh, I don't want to even talk to a girl. Like as a guy now, I feel like. Right. Like I don't know uh, what the rules are, and, and eh, I'm just gonna keep my sex worker in the in the closet, and that's the safe way out. Like and that's what I'm thinking. Like women after the past couple of weeks are probably just like, you know what? Men can just like 
fuck off and stay right. in their lane. And I just have my little sex doll, Sebastian, and he's going right. to be all I need. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, 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 I don't I think we're kind of there, guys. Like, I think it's a strange I think that like where nobody really wants to have kids anymore and yeah. because of the world's all fucked up. And I think that like I cannot even imagine what it would be like to be a teenage boy or girl. But I know that like just from obviously being a male, like being a teenage boy going through a lot of what is happening online and a lot of what we're hearing on the news and just like I I cannot imagine that making the the process of puberty very graceful. God, I can't even imagine what that's like now. I mean, between all the stuff going on, it's like it's kind of like a change in pers- like in world perspective uh, right. over the course of one kid's like middle school career. But then also like I was just reading like Seventeen magazine because I got it sent to me for some cool. reason. And there's like nice. a three page article about how are you being pressured to send nudes? And I'm like, what? Oh, man, dude. Are kids dealing with these days? I like, know. The answer know. for me is yes. I understand how like complicated it must be. Like, beyond. Well, yeah. And, and then to that point, I mean, this is like what this all really means is that there is a market for these sex robots that is just going to continue to grow. And and I think or or just prostitution in general. I mean, I think that we're we're also at a point too where you know prostitutes also have rights. And I'm not just dis- I'm not I'm not disseminating prostitutes, but sex but workers, I, sex uh, yes, sex workers. Sex, sex workers. I think are potentially going into like this the the sex work industry is going to be getting really really interesting in the next few years. I think. Yeah. Um, just because it it the demand I think is becoming more and more than ever, and I think you're also dealing with like people probably want love and don't really know what the connection is between love and sex anymore. Shout as well, out, uh, Theo Vaughn past, this past weekend podcast had a sex worker on that I listened to the episode a couple of days ago, and she like just explains everything how it works, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if anybody's interested in that, dude, awesome. that's that's kind of been uh, my white whale for a while. I've I've really wanted to have a sex worker on here. Well, so. Mita, I know we've talked about that before. We need to sort of chase that down um, and uh, uh, figure it out. Yeah, so. so we'll sort it out. But anyway, so dog boobs. I know you got to get to work. I got to get to work too. Let's wrap this one up. I think uh, bots rights, fascinating topic. Um, I think the sub itself, I don't think does the topic itself total justice, but I think it does hint at some of the Sasha Baron Cohen-esque satire that I think highlights some of the bigger issues within that within that conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which We're, is really uh, interesting. It's only going to be more and more of a conversation, so I feel like uh, all you listeners, you are way ahead of the game at your next dinner party. You're yes. welcome from us. You're welcome from us. Hit a couple randoms, close this guy out. Yes. Uh, and then we have a couple announcements, too, we should probably come up with as well. What'd you get, dog? I got- Cool one. It's very, uh, it's very related to what we're talking about. Techwear clothing. It's Ooh. all about. Oh, that's cool. Functional and utilitarian clothing. Huh. So this is so this is stuff with like a Bluetooth in it and shit. Yeah. So like uh, garments with advanced technical properties, water resistance, light weightedness, cuts for extra range of motion. Um, so it's more than just that too. It's all about like uh, like functional, like hyper functional clothing too. Damn, that's tight. Cool. I didn't know I was into this look. 
That's extremely, <laughs> extremely cool. Um, You're just dressing like a military fatigues lady. Uh, <laughs> I got a sick one, Nerf, dude. Just all oh, that Nerf. Oh, yeah. That's tight, dude. I was, I was a big Nerf fan growing up. Oh yeah, the best. Can't get better um, than Nerf. Kind of, kind of set us up for a, a, a paramilitary world, but otherwise, <laughs> I think uh, it's cool. Yeah. Is, para, is that paramilitary? Is that the right use of that word? I don't think so. I I totally get what you were saying yeah. now. <laughs> uh, a militarized society. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Um, so I got INTJ, and this is odd. So this is so this is in the the Jungian personality tests. Yeah. This is one of the categories. Which one is this one? Like, who do they say they're like? Uh, this one is what can I? Um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's. I know it's one of the personality types. Let me look it up yeah. really fast, actually. When I took I that quiz, I was the same type as Bill Clinton. Oh, tight. So a rapist, you mean? <laughs> Bill rapist more like it. It's true, though. God. I mean, it's wow. it's uh. It's, the Democrats raped more people in the White House than the Republicans, right? In theory, that's what they claim. I don't know about that. Uh, the the INTJ is according to the it's the mastermind, the strategist, introversion, intuition, thinking, judgment. Oh, okay. It accounts for only two percent of the population. Oh, so they think they're special. So the, yeah, they, these these fucking nerds. Um, I, I need to take the personality test. I don't I don't really know what mine is. Oh, I want to take that. Can you send you it to us? That one. Yeah. Isn't that Myers Briggs? Myers Briggs mm-hmm. test, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. Well, we'll wrap this one up um, right now. So, last thing, it's worth mentioning, by the way. So, shout out to all the the Talpa community for being so responsive and 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 kind about uh about answering Freed's and I's questions. I know we had a really really great conversation with the Talpa and their host and. We got another email from another Tulpa and host who had different, has a different experience and wants to talk to us about it. So, so we're going to end up doing another, we're going to do a third part of the Tulpa conversation, which I think is, is pretty fascinating. I'm pretty hyped on it. So, uh, stay tuned for that again. Um, if you made it this far in the episode, fuck yeah. Shout out, uh, all of you and please rate, subscribe, tell your friends, et cetera. I know we've been a little inconsistent as of late, but we're also trying to get back back onto the saddle. Um, yeah, if you want to tell us some stories or connect, Instagram's a good way. We're always on that, and also our subreddit. We're there. Our, our subreddit, where we try to be attentive. Um, and then what else? What else? What else? What else? I think that's it. Hi, hi at digireddit.com. Email us. Casey and Price Avila Milan. Yeah, Avila. Keep keep grinding that pole, boy. Yeah, keep grinding yeah. that pole. Give us weightlifting tips. Um, that's cool. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up, any of y'all. All right. See you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.